Hello, I'm Sarah Elizabeth, and welcome to the second of three episodes I'm hosting about the dress code. If you haven't listened to the first episode where I go over the dress code's impact on students, I would suggest you go do that before you listen to this one. So in this episode, we're going to dive a bit deeper into the dress code's problems. We're also going to go into both sides of the story and look at the pros and cons of the dress code. So without further ado, let's get started. So we've sort of already talked about the negative impacts of the dress code, but let's go a bit deeper. Let's start with talking about the parts of the dress code I mentioned in the last episode, starting with the fingertip rule. The fingertip rule can be a bit uncomfortable for students and teachers. If a skirt or a short looks the tiniest bit out of the dress code rules, then teachers will have to measure it using the fingertip rule. And this can be awkward and uncomfortable for students and teachers, considering that the teachers have to use their fingers to measure the amount of space between the student's knee and the short or skirt. And of course, this rule varies across all dress codes, but it's a very common rule for many, many schools. Next, let's talk about how leggings and tank tops, spaghetti strap tops, etc. They aren't allowed in many dress codes. Articles of clothing like tank tops, leggings, and strapless tops are most commonly worn by girls or people who identify as girls. And it's clear to see that these types of clothes are what dress codes target, showing the sexism of the dress code. Many school sports like basketball, soccer, etc., that are usually targeted towards boys may also use tank tops as their uniforms, but aren't considered as violating any of the dress code's rules. No one considers that their uniforms could be distracting to the audience or other players, because it isn't. Players are able to concentrate fine on the game, and the audience is focused also on the game. Violating these articles of clothing can also be bad because it doesn't allow girls to wear comfortable clothing in warm or hot weather. Especially in warmer climates, it can be hard coming to school with an oversized sweater on and baggy pants and not feel uncomfortable. Not allowing girls to feel comfortable in warm weather and forcing them to wear bigger, baggier, and cold weather clothing can be very uncomfortable and is very unfair to girls. Next, let's talk about piercings and hair dye. A lot of dress codes violate piercings other than pierced ears and hair dye and coloring, saying that they can be distracting to students. But piercing your ears and dyeing your hair is a great way to express yourself, and the dress code is taking that away from teens. When you're a teenager, you're finding yourself. And having ways to express yourself and trying new things is a great way to do that. But since the dress codes are taking that away, it can be a lot harder for teens to find out who they are. Now that we've gone a bit more in depth into the dress code rules I mentioned last episode, let's take a look at both sides of the story. The pros and cons, if you will. Let's start with the pros. Educators report a decrease in violence, a reduction of fights in schools, and improved student achievement when dress codes have been implemented. Obviously something that we want in every school. A decrease in violence, reduction of fights is great, and improved student achievement is also great. Schools are here for students to work to the best of their ability at all times, so obviously something that's really good. Uh, Like I said, decreasing violence and theft. Many educators believe that a dress code also promotes a positive educational environment. This is something that's um, proven, but it is a believed believed thing in many schools. Um, It prevents students from wearing gang-related colors to school, so it stops promoting um, gangs and stuff like that. It instills student discipline, helps students resist peer pressure, um, it also helps students concentrate on academics 
instead of um people's clothing or what people are wearing if someone's wearing bright colors for example um which is something that the dress code in many schools try to decrease and it also helps in recognition of intruders so if um there's a dress code that you're wearing um uniforms all the time um you'll be able to know when someone isn't a part of that school uh, a survey reported by the New York Police Department also listed many positive results after a uniform policy was begun in 2000. The overall crime was down by 14.7% and there was an improved sense of belonging and tolerance. 68% uh, of the parents from that study um, believed the uniform policy improved overall academic performance. 88% of the parents thought the code reduced teasing between boys and girls. 84% felt the uniform code promoted equality between the sexes and 80% of the girls and 62% of the boys reported liking to wearing uniforms. Now let's talk about the cons of the dress code. Um, obviously the first one is that it targets certain, certain communities, like I said it targets girls, and it targets LGBT, LGBTQIA plus community, and it also targets um, POC communities, and um, yes, it just targets many, many communities. Um, and a lot of people uh, are affected by that. Uh, dress codes also teach students that conformity and obedience to authority are most important, and, and that is just not true. Um, that is not what, um, that is not what is most important, um, in life or in, um, a workplace in general. Um, indiv individuality is also suppressed. Um, when I was talking to you earlier about, um, how hair coloring and piercings aren't allowed in many, many school dress codes, that is something that is being suppressed in a way for, um, teenagers to express themselves, something that is very much needed when you're at that age. Um, conformity should not be the goal of school education. Conformity is something that society encourages a lot, um, and the dress code contributes to this, and that should not be the school, the goal of the school, ed of school education. It should be to let to help teenagers and help students bring out their true self. I know that sounds cheesy, but it really is true. Um, so, yeah. We, it, another con is that it also disrupts education. The whole point of the dress code is to stop education disruption. When taking a student out of um, class, sending them to, a principal, to the principal's office, or um, sending them out into the hallway, or asking them to find something to cover cover up with um that disrupts education more than um the clothes that you're wearing ever will something else that is argued on today is that does the dress code infringe on students free speech rights um there have been many cases that have come up throughout the years about this um it's still argued on today but many people do believe that it does Many school dress codes also try to limit the messages that students can send. Um, this is an example. Um, in a school in Tennessee, they told a girl that she should that she could not wear a shirt with a pro LGBTQIA plus message on it, that it might provoke and that it might provoke other students and make her a target. 
but limiting what students can say on their clothing is actually a violation of a student's right to free speech, like I mentioned um, uh, just oh, a second ago. And this is just like, it's not right because this is something that a student is using to express themselves, to send out a message that they feel is important to themselves. And this is something that's very important when you're growing up to be able to express yourself. Next up is religious freedom. Many symbols of religious expression violate the dress code, and this can put school officials in a difficult position. It also forces students to fight for a right and frequently prove their religious affiliation, something that is definitely not good. Um, showing your religion or wearing something for your religion shouldn't be something you have to fight for. It should be something that um, is a given um, through schools. The dress code is also very objective. Parents can approve an outfit. Students may approve an outfit they think is okay. And while certain teachers do not and other teachers do. So it's something that's very objective between teachers and classes. And dress codes usually do more harm than good. They usually aren't followed and a schools, spends too, schools spend too much time and effort enforcing them. And when lawsuits are brought to court, schools generally lose. Um, and like I said earlier, it says the dress code says that what a person looks like matters more than their knowledge and what they are learning currently, which is something that, like I said, is entirely false. We should be measured by our personality, by our knowledge, not by our looks and what we are wearing. Our validity should not be measured by that. And like I said uh, just a second ago, schools spent a lot of time on dress codes, more, maybe even more than needed, um, when they could be focusing on education and helping students, like I said, helping students find their true selves, something that should be the goal of an education for young students. And schools spend so much time in making these dress codes and trying... negatives weigh out the positives. Does that mean schools should get rid of dress codes entirely? We'll be talking about that and more in the next episode. Can't wait to see you there. Have a great day!